welcome in to the DFFL Podcast, your one-stop shop for all the happenings in the DFFL. Now, here's your hosts, James Wiley and Aaron Kelly. Aaron, I'm, I'm sorry to say I have to call you out a little bit right now at the start. Uh, I'd like to point out, uh, I believe your song for Cranman was, actually, I don't even know, what was it again last week on My Tunes Tuesday? Oh, it started from the bottom. Started from the bottom. All right. Well, I have a little correction for his actual song, so let me play that for you right now. Dust in the wind All they are is dust in the wind All right, what do you think of that? Is that a better song for for good old Cran Man? Listen, I don't want to stir the pot when I mean it probably is, but I don't want to stir the pot when I'm on the verge of making playoffs. Okay, all right, I understand (laughs) that with a three and seven record. (laughs) I oh man. If if a team makes it in at three and ten, that's really going to be a shame. I mean, I mean, listen, I'm pulling for you, but just looking at it, no names attached to anything. If a team makes it into the playoffs at three and ten, that's kind of shitty. No? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, <laughs> this has got to be like sectionals or something where you've got to have at least a five hundred record to make it in. <laughs> Your division record can be above 500. That could that could be a thing. That's fair. You That's know, fair. Right. We'll, we'll have to revisit that stuff in the offseason. Anyway, we're going to run through the games quick. I know we said that last week, and it kind of took the normal amount of time, but I think we're really just going to run through it really quick this time because it's it's been done to death, these teams we've talked about. Everyone's pretty much played everyone in their division, at least. And there's only a couple divisional games left. I think Eric has to play Diddy, I think. And then in ours, Kalo has to play Rob. But other than that, the divisional games are done. And it's just non-divisional games to finish out the season for these last three weeks. So, uh, first game that unfortunately we have to talk about is focused on the playoffs. He put up a whopping 171.5 points. Good enough for second place. In the history books, kind of like last year, second place in the history books for him. Still falling short to Eric. Anything you got to say about this game? Not really. I mean, I think Kalo's happy to get back into winning ways, and I'm sure he was kind of nervous just for a little bit, but obviously this win kind of makes that nervousness go away. Yeah, uh, I believe Diddy has the longest streak now. Oh, nope. Sorry, Rob has a losing streak of four. Diddy has the next longest at two. Um, so, you know, Diddy's got to turn it around, and he is hoping to do that with a trade that just went through, which we will talk about towards the end of this segment. Uh, moving on to the next game, because like I said, we're going to fly through these. The highest scoring match was So You're the Ass Man at Focused on the Onion. And Joey put up 149.8, and that includes a negative three from his kicker. He had one, two, three, three players above 30, and Patrick Mahomes at 20. So unfortunate to 
especially because you were hoping for low production based on DeAndre Hopkins and Stefan Diggs being out. Plus side, your team put up 113.3. That's that's a good showing for your team. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a bad week. It's just, you know, when you get beat by three players, it's kind of annoying. So, uh, oh, well, what can you do? It's Who cares at this point? Yeah, it's, not, I mean, it's not like not used to losing, so fuck it. <laughs> uh, great week from Aaron Jones. He finally had his breakout. Um Got to be pleasantly surprised with that. Yeah, that's nice. Um, it's going to be interesting going into, you know, the upcoming week without any wide receivers. So I don't know how that's going to work out because obviously Bull and Tate is far and away a questionable, a questionable play at this point. Um, huge disappointment from OJ Howard. And other than that, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's freaking... The same old bullshit every week, like, <laughs> Nick Chubb puts up 34.4 points and is this highest score of the week, which is, yeah, I mean, if you told me Nick Chubb was going to be the highest score of his week, I'd be like, yep, absolutely, I'll take that, because, listen, I, I like Nick Chubb, but he's not that good, that's a fucking fluke. Yeah, Um. so, I mean, I was with you Saturday night and Sunday morning, and that sounded bad, um, and back and forth debating, back and forth, back and forth, Brady, Fitzpatrick, Brady, Fitzpatrick, Brady, Fitzpatrick, all for it to turn out where, even if you combined them, they had a, you know, what you were hoping to get from one of them. Yeah, and... Technically, you made the right call, but... Yeah, I mean, there's nothing I can do. I played the players I needed to play, except yeah. for, you know, Austin Hooper, but, um, and I guess you could say, uh, the defense, but still, I mean, that's two points and then 14 points. It still doesn't get me anywhere. Yeah, Assman's got a tough team. We'll see what goes on going forward. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about your matchups in particular towards the end of this. Next highest scoring match was Wiley's Dead Footballers, and oddly enough, taking down Big Red, but didn't seem to work out that way, and now we have another name change, taken down by Big Yeah, how about that? I wonder what his name's going to be this week. Who's he playing? Diddy. Ah, bow wow to the Remy. <laughs> That'd be a good one. <laughs> Um, so, I think, like, as I'm looking at it, obviously, you're happy. I'm super happy that he lost, because it still keeps me in the playoffs, which is, well, a shot for the playoffs, which is hilarious. Just doing so, my part. Yeah, and I have to hope that, you know, it, I have to hope that now that Diddy will have Saquon, and he's got to play against Saquon again, and then, uh... That'll put up some numbers against him, and I don't think Allen Robinson's going to put up those numbers again. But hey, if he does against Kramer, I'm fine with that. Going back, going back to this, I mean, David Johnson finally had a an RB one game type game. I mean, he's only had this one and one other I can account for where he's you know against San Francisco. So it's interesting to see him finally in the mix. Uh, good production from Brandon Cooks and Drew Brees. 
And, oh my god, the Sean McCoy actually did something. Yeah, he benched it pretty well, too. Uh, Kramer can feel a little hard done, I guess, by Jordan Howard. Just kidding. That guy sucks. And then uh, Marlon Mack, which finally came back down to earth. I mean, that was stupid what he was doing two week, two and three weeks ago. So I'm, I'm quite fine with that. Uh, he's... Other than that, I mean, I mean, what what else can he do? It's just two crappy weeks from. I mean, if he gets normal production from uh, Jordan Howard, let's say he gets an extra, I don't know, ten points and maybe three points from Marlon Mack, it's still not going to put him over the threshold. So it doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, I don't have much to say. A little bit of a disappointing week from Joe Mixon, but I'll take it on a week when I'm playing a scrub like Cranmer and don't really need the points. So we'll see. Hopefully he, he gets back in the groove uh, at the appropriate time during playoffs. I um, hope not. Well, I mean, at this point, why do you care? That's true. You're not going to play me in the playoffs. I'm not going to be the first seed. Oh, man. I'm going to end up getting Joe back. Yeah. Just kidding. i got to get there first. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk some scenarios. It looks like there might be some scenarios where you get in. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. I mean, the the worst case scenario is you win against Rob and Cranmer loses out and you're in. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's three, three and ten teams. If you win out, then, you know, you could you could edge Eric out of the playoffs if he loses out. Yeah, if I win out, then, you know, I've obviously winning out would be nice. It's it's probably not possible. So, but we'll see. Anything, anything's possible. It's fantasy. Yep. Possible is nothing, as was once said by David Beckham on an Adidas commercial. Yeah, well... Did you say David Beckham? Yeah. Yeah. He's amazing. I love that guy. Alright, uh, next highest matchup was West Dusty Old Man versus the Fondue <laughs> Belly Button. That sounds like a disgusting matchup. Uh, the Dusty Old Man's Fondue Belly Button. Ugh. <laughs> and... It actually proved to be true, as it was the worst matchup of the week, points-wise. You know what, Wes? I don't don't know whether to think he should consider himself lucky or to win this game, or um, just be like, yeah, this is Eric's team now. So, (laughs) I mean... Yeah, I mean, going into this season, nobody thought Eric had a good team, really. Uh, I know that we both didn't, and um, just, you know, it seems to be proving proving true. First couple weeks, there was a little bit of a mirage, a lot of points. Looking at his team, James White, back to reality, like, that's that's your lane, son, stay in it. Five receptions, 31 yards, one rush, negative five yards, that's what you do, all right? So, hopefully he doesn't correct that over the bye week. Kareem Hunt had a down week. T.Y. Hilton, don't really know what to expect. Like, he's a big boomer bust guy. Hasn't got a lot of the boom yet this year. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, you know, he's also boom bust. He's, he's got 24, 23, 18, 5, 6. Like, he's, he's either huge or nothing. Um, Robert Woods production should see a bit of an uptick, probably due to the Cooper Cup injury question mark yeah i would think so i don't know i'm i feel like 
I, I feel like Cooks has done better with Cup there to draw some attention. Um, Woods seems to be in the teens pretty consistently. Um, so, you know, that's what you should be able to expect from him. Jared Cook, seven points. Not going to complain about that. Negative defense. Cam Newton, who only had 14 points. Um, Cohen, you got to be happy with, honestly, I think you got to be happy with 13 from Cohen. I know he had higher, couple higher weeks later, early, earlier on. Um, 19, 18, 17, 26. Like, I just, I don't think those are reasonable numbers to expect. Kenyon Drake, four points. Mysteri- mysterious player. You don't know what to get, where you're going to get. Carrion Johnson, 21. That's a good week from him. Um, Michael Thomas, 23 points. Um, Sterling Shepard saved the day with a late touchdown catch to win the game for the Giants. Yeah, you know, Contrary to popular belief, I mean, we all knew that was going to be the second worst game of the of the uh, weekend. Even though, you know, we were just looking at records at that point. But honestly, it wasn't that bad of a game. It was actually pretty good. Yeah, it was a it was an entertaining game to watch. Both teams were equally bad and made it look like a regular football game. Um, David Joku. All over the board. Too unpredictable. Yeah, I just, I don't know about that guy. Will Lutz, killing it. 17 points. Um, Halo would be jizzing in his pants right about now. <laughs> that, that is crazy. I just, West caught Eric, the people who have played Eric these past three weeks have just caught him at a good time. Because at any moment, this team, like you said, is hit and miss, could explode. And, unfortunately for us, if he's got his down spell now, you know when he's about to take off. Yeah, fingers crossed it doesn't. Alright, moving on to... Matchup of the Week. And this week's Matchup of the Week is Tajab versus Carl Malone FC. Tajab taking it to Carl. You know, there's probably a little bit of little bit of resentment there or something built up. Uh, he, he used to love Carmelo and he just beat up on him. Maybe there was a little abusive relationship between him and Carl earlier on in our childhood. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. Maybe, I don't know, he's getting revenge back. Maybe Carl touched him in a place that he wasn't supposed to when he was delivering his mail. <laughs> I mean, we if maybe next draft, if someone brings like a doll, we can ask Kyle to point to on the doll where he was touched by Carmelone. I don't know. So, and by of course by Carmelone, we mean the real Carmelone, not Rob Esposito. We do not expect Rob has touched Kyle inappropriately. Kyle was in bed already at the wedding, so I don't think Rob did anything inappropriate like he did to us. That doesn't mean a thing, but. Um, you know, you're super happy with Mitchell Trubisky, which is depressing to say. But, I mean, I guess the guy is a, a legitimate, I mean, a legitimate play. Out of the last one, two, out of the last six weeks, he's put up over 20 points except for once. Yeah. So. Against Buffalo, he didn't. Go figure. I, I know. That makes no sense. So I wonder if he's just going to roll with him the rest of the way, or if it's just going to be a matchup kind of deal. Um, 
because it wasn't like Russell Wilson was on bye, and you knew he'd probably be playing from behind, so he'd be slinging the ball a bit. But um, he has to be super disappointed losing Cooper Cup. Yep. So uh, I just <laughs> maybe he wants to. We should look into you know the the Constitution and see if there's trade backs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was pushing for that in the. You know, that wasn't, to be honest, when I had Cooper Cup on my team, it was always a concern, but I didn't think it would happen. And I mean that sincerely. I thought he would come back. Most, as you know, all these teams, they protect these players because they're their investments. So to allow him to come back and then have this happen makes me really think how good the Rams. Uh, maybe physios are or their medical staff because honestly I'm assuming he's probably running on it a little differently, cutting a little differently because he doesn't want to hurt it and then tears a different part of his knee. So that becomes a whole issue. So now he's got two issues in one knee. So probably looking at obviously the rest of the season off, the summer off and maybe maybe getting back into next year? I don't know. If he is on the quicker end of the timeline, usually ACLs these days are 9 to 10 months before they start like working out and practicing and stuff again, I would say. Um, used to be about a year, but you know, team players have been bouncing back quicker and quicker from this ACL injury. Uh, so he's got about He's got about nine months until training camp gets going, so he could make it back for time for training camp. He'll probably be on the pup for a couple weeks and not not start right away, but he should be back in time for the start of the season, or at least by the relevant portion of the season. Um, So, yeah, now his receiving core is kind of depleted. Looking at Doug Baldwin, Larry Fitzgerald, and Emmanuel Sanders, and it seems like he might have gambled on the wrong Seahawk, maybe, because he was yeah. ready to get rid of one of them, and he decided to keep Baldwin and get rid of Tyler Lockett. And again, Lockett produced, and Doug Baldwin didn't do anything. Yeah, I think, obviously, keeping Baldwin was a bad call, only because he's coming off of injury. I don't even know if he's 100%, or even 90%, but it Lockett has severely outproduced him um, up until this point. Uh, Dalvin Cook, obviously, he's got that piece. He's been pretty consistently injured. Um, <laughs> so we'll see We'll see what he does. It's, he doesn't exactly have an easy schedule, you know, in the immediate future. If Kyle can make it to the second round and the finals, then that's a different story. Yeah, second round is going to be huge. Miami is a is a sieve and lets running backs go wild on them. Yep. Um, looking at Rob's team, I mean, you can't really ask for much more. The only thing you can ask for more is, you know, when you get a little more out of your defense, and that just sucks because he happened to catch his defense on a bye. And it, it probably wouldn't have helped him win, but, you know, 99 points with a defense getting one point where you can kind of want six or seven, you know, puts him over the 100-point mark, and 
that's where you want to be because usually you get 100 points around there, you're probably going to win. Yeah. Um, it, and he couldn't do anything different anyway. He's got double digits across the board, and his players on the bench didn't really blow it out of the water. So, you know, what can you do? Um, I mean... Guess this is the time we should talk about it. Uh, Bell officially did not report and will not be able to play for the rest of the season. He is now droppable. Uh, I imagine Rob will probably keep him on his IR, either due to uh, laziness, uh, inattentiveness, or just as an honorary piece on his team to remember, hey, I had Bell. Hey, you know what? Um, one season, uh, I had an injured player, and I just left him as an honorary piece. And that's yes, really might as well. Hey, at least he's he's reporting to Rob's IR, which is more reason than he's done for Pittsburgh. <laughs> yep. Um, Aaron Eric is kind of doing the same thing with his uh, Devonte Freeman, who's sitting there. Yeah, and uh, I heard an interesting thing on the radio today uh, that there is probably a reason he hasn't reported it. Maybe because he probably already has something else lined up. You know, going forward. Meaning another. a new contract elsewhere. Uh, I don't know about that. So you're just going to forfeit fourteen point five million dollars for no reason. Well, what they learned is the. It seems like his camp didn't know that if he didn't show up that the franchise tag would jump up to $25 million next year. And therefore, the the, pay, the Steelers are never going to pay $25 million for a running back. And so, as such, he gets what he wants at the end of this. By not showing up, he gets to be a free agent next year. So, yes and no to what you're saying. Whether the deal is lined up yet or not is irrelevant because, you know, it's November this year before and there's nothing legal that can be signed saying, like, hey, I'm on your team. Otherwise, it's tampering. So, you know, a bidding war is going to start at some point. And so he's, even if he does have a, a deal lined up right now, I guarantee he's going to take that to other teams and be like, here, this is the offer you got to be. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I know it screwed with Rob's fantasy, it screwed with, it didn't really screw with the Pits, uh, uh, Steelers season, but, you know what, good for him. I mean, it's annoying that he's sitting out and he's leaving his team, but if he truly believes that, you know, the franchise tag is bullshit, and he should be getting more, then yeah, screw it. I'd do the same thing. I mean, it's a business. You're going to, both sides need to, a lot of player, people end up blaming the players when they do this and that's because they're fans and they want their best players there and stuff but really when you look at it it's the owners who are making this is a 14 billion dollar a year industry and the players are making you know 25 million like and that's the quarterbacks so and nobody else on the team running backs were down to like a good deal for running backs like eight years eight eight uh million three years like that's what a running back who goes out on the free market or free agent market can expect yeah and you know what he 
if and he truly believes it and they deserve to be paid more, which running backs take more of a beating than wide receivers do, so oh, yeah. Screw it. And and just as much as a quarterback, I'd say. More. Um, they touch they, they should. touch the ball. Like quarterbacks touch the ball every play, but they're not touched on every play. Every play yeah. that a running back touches it, they're getting touched. Yeah. Right. And, and and even, even the play they're, they're not when they have to block. Yeah. Um so, so yeah, yeah, good, good for, for him. him. Uh, the, the only thing that hurt his value was obviously Connor doing so well. So, so that kind of sucks, but I think, think he's made his point. point. And you know what? I think it would be interesting if other running backs started following suit. And being like, you know what? Screw this. We are worth more. And you guys should be paying us instead of these, these, uh, you know, honestly, other players on wide receivers. Yeah. And honestly, other players in general, other positions in general, because of the quarterbacks getting so much money and wide receivers getting so much money that, you know, you may see other players start to do this. I think that's the only downfall for the, and maybe this, maybe everybody's been thinking, oh, the concussions is the downfall of the football, of football. Maybe this ends up being the downfall of football. If all these star players just start sitting out and doing what Le'Veon's doing because they're not getting money. Yeah, and honestly, they should. I, I mean, while we're talking here, I'm just gonna um, Google like the uh, most paid players, and who's who's the highest paid running back right now? Probably Jarek McKinnon. So, and what is he making? I don't know. I just know he just signed his deal, and it was a pretty big deal. Um, beyond him, uh, Odell's the highest wide receiver ever, right? Yes. So that that's crazy to me. Would you rather just hypothetical? Would you rather have, um, you know, Le'Veon Bell? Let's assume he's in full fitness. Um, Le'Veon Bell and pay him Odell money, or would you rather have Odell and pay him Odell money? Oh, very clearly, I would rather have Le'Veon Bell. The mindset of the NFL is definitely, you know, they take such a beating, they're not going to last that long, so why should we give them a long-time guaranteed contract? Exactly. Uh, man, that's crazy to me. Gurley, uh, Gurley might be the highest-paid running back, actually. So, he got I'm looking I'm looking this up real quick. Uh, I, there's only the top ten here, but this is what they've got. Um, Aaron Rodgers, number one. Matt Ryan, number two. Jimmy Garoppolo, number three. Le'Veon Bell is worth way more than Jimmy Garoppolo, let me tell you. Um, Khalil Mack, number four. Aaron Donald, number five, considering I don't even know who the hell that is. Uh, I think I'd rather have... I don't even care like if he's even good at whatever he does. I don't even care. I'd rather have Le'Veon Bell. Um, Alex Smith, you know I love Alex Smith, and he's number six, but you know Le'Veon Bell is way more valuable than Alex Smith is. Um, Drew Brees, number seven, Tom Brady, number eight, Odell, number nine, and to wrap it up, Kirk Cousins, number ten. There's no reason that there's, one, not a running back on that list, and two, that Le'Veon Bell is not on that list. Yeah. That situation is what it is. That'll play out over the summer and off season, and I'm sure we'll talk about it then. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, just a just a quick, like off the top of your head, because you're more familiar with the NFL than I am. Um, just assuming teams are as they are now, teams looking for a running back. Where could he land? Uh, Houston. Mm-hmm. 
Seattle. Maybe the Raiders make a big splash for him since they're like clearing house. Philadelphia, maybe, if they want to move on from Ajayi. Who else? The Jets could use one. There's a, there was rumors of him and the, and the Jets at one point. This is actually depressing me because I don't want him to go to the Jets because they're awful. And then he'll be awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, I think those would be the biggest ones to stick out. You're not going to go to the Patriots. You're not going to go to the, the Cowboys. Obviously not the Steelers. Pack, no, Packers, I don't think they would do it. Giants just got Saquon. I don't think he'd go to Chicago. Saints don't need him. Miami. Miami. Yeah, I don't think that... I don't know, maybe they're that dumb. Redskins? Ooh, yeah, I mean, you got your year out of Adrian Peterson. I wouldn't gamble on more than that. Maybe Tennessee, because they didn't have as much production as they would like. Ooh, the Colts. Ooh, that would be a good one. Wow, can you imagine him with Andrew Locke and T.Y. Houghton? Yeah, those are probably the teams I would say are most running back needy. All right, so ready to move on to next week? Yeah. All right, let's do this. All right, so heading into this week, here are the standings uh, for you and me. We are now one game apart. I was four and one last week. You were three and two. The difference being I picked Joey and you picked yourself. And I honestly only picked Joey because I wanted us to have difference, and that game ended up being the one that was different. Uh, so now my record is 30 and 20 overall. Your record is 29 and 21. However, you have the lead on Thursday night games, 9 and 1 over 8 and 2. So, uh, let's look here into our first matchup. Alright. So, looking ahead to next week. Uh, we've got the first matchup we're going to talk about is Carl Malone FC at three and seven on a four game losing streak against Matthew Kalo focused on the playoffs. And I gotta say, it's not looking good for Rob. He has one, two, three, four buys this week, uh, that are relevant. I'm not counting the 49ers defense because he's got the Vikings there. So, you know, he's got Aaron Rodgers. He's got literally, oh, no, not literally nobody at running back. He's got Latavius Murray if he wants him. And Dalvin Cook is back. So that's literally the only running back he has to play. And tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock when I look at the waiver pickups, I'm going to be pretty sure that Rob hasn't made any claims. Until I remind him Saturday, yo, man, you got to make some claims before 11 o'clock. Because you need to put some running backs in. <laughs> um, he does have Devontae Adams. Got Amari Cooper, who has put up double digits since getting to Dallas. So, that's a plus. Um, Marvin Jones Jr. is probably not playing this week. So, he's going to need to put in, probably, not even probably, he's going to have to put in Deshaun Jackson unless he makes a bunch of claims this week. And... You know, uh, he's probably got Jarnu Smith again, unless, again, he makes a different claim. I don't know. I don't see anything to write home about, especially when you look over at Kalo's team, and he's got his full lineup. Yeah, I think this is pretty much in the bag, unfortunately, for Rob. Just running up on a 
bunch of bye weeks on a time you don't need it and you definitely don't want it. Um, I mean, if you look at Halo's team, you know, Robbins is out at quarterback either way, I think. But the problem lies with the fact that, you know, it's a Thursday game for Aaron Rodgers. They're away. They're in Seattle. It could be very, very tricky for them. Um, Kalo's team is starting to look really, really interesting now that you see Leonard Fournette as the RB2. Yeah. And especially after what Leonard Fournette did. Um, in hindsight, you know, hindsight, everyone always says 2020. Um, if I knew that three and seven could potentially get me into the playoffs, you know, then you're like, okay, I'll keep Leonard Fournette and sit on that for a while. But, eh, what are you going to do? I mean, at any point in time, this guy could go down with another injury, and we all know that. But uh, the guy looks like a monster. 24 attempts for 53 yards and a touchdown on the ground, and then five receptions for 56 yards and a touchdown. Um, I think that's a little inflated, but... Yeah, Indy has a very porous defense, so... Yeah, it's a nice welcome back. It, uh, this team is missing... The only thing Kalo's team is missing, I would say, is a consistent quarterback. And if he had a consistent quarterback, I'm, I'm saying, like, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Drew Brees, or whatever, then you'd be like, holy cow, this, this team would probably win the playoffs. But... That's his weak link there. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah, his tight end is a little up and down as well. Um, Not really up and down, like pretty good, but not one of the top tier. Um, He's not a Zach Ertz, he's not a Travis Kelsey, he's not a, a Kittle. Um, Yes, I'm counting Kittle as a top tier tier yeah. right now. Absolutely. Um. I mean, he's better than Gronk, I guess, this year. So. Yeah, Gronk has been highly disappointing. Um, I'm going to go with Kalo on this one. I'm, I'm sure you're taking Kalo, too. Yeah. There's there's no chance I'm not. Um, so I'll mark that down for the both of us. And honestly, and I don't want to be you know, that guy, but I need, I need help to get into the playoffs, and I need Kalo to win, so... What are you going to do? All right. The second game this week, we got Wes's Dusty Old Man versus So You're the Ass Man. And uh, buys this week include the Browns. So Joey Mack is going to be forced to start somebody other than the Browns for the first game in a long time. And that means that David and Joku's on a buy. And right about now, I'm guessing Wes wish he still had uh, Kyle Rudolph, and he just held on to him through Njoku's bye. Probably just pick him up, though, right? No one has him. He probably could, but other teams have buys this week. Gronk is out. Um, a couple other teams have buys this week, so we'll see what goes on uh, on waivers tomorrow morning. Well, mm-hmm. you guys already know when I'm speaking this, but anyway, we've got a projection from ESPN that says the score is going to be uh, 123.8 to 102.5 in favor of the Ass Man. Um, 
But as we know, those are never really accurate. So as we look through this, um, what do you got? Cam Newton against Detroit or Pat Mahomes against the Rams? Yeah, I mean, I'm still going to go with Patrick Mahomes just because that's two teams that are going to be throwing. Um, it, I mean, Detroit is bad, but they're obviously leaning heavy on Christian McCaffrey. Three touchdowns last week. Even if we're two of them throwing, I think, but still, it's not like it's not like Cam Newton is throwing bombs to Bunches or yeah. whoever the hell else is on that team. Yeah, and even if he is tossing touchdowns to Christian McCaffrey, so you're the ass man as Christian McCaffrey to play defense against that. Exactly. So, um, you know, I'm gonna go with Joe Mack in this one. His I I think every week we say, you know, he's probably got the most well put together team. Uh and it's crazy because you think like, oh, Adrian Peterson is his downfall and yet then he gets Nick Chubb and that guy just produces like he's the old Adrian Peterson, so you know knows, man. Yeah. Um Houston's got a tough run defense and Peterson hasn't done much the last two weeks. Uh so that'll be that'll be a week point that West can hopefully attack. You know, he's got Carrion Johnson, Philip Lindsay, and Tariq Cohen. You know, those they can produce. Um, I wouldn't say any of them are studs, any of them are like standout players, but they're all very decent, you know, running back two, running back three type players that can produce. Um Michael Thomas is an absolute stud, but then you got Sterling Shepard. And, you know, you, you can't compete with Joey's wide receiver core, Stefan Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans. That is, if Diggs is, uh, coming back, it says that he will return. So we'll expect to see that, uh, going forward. Uh, yeah. Even if he doesn't, I mean, you still have, I mean, not that he put up numbers last week, but he still can go off. Um, you still have Tyler Boyd that he can slide in there if he needs to. Right. So, so, uh, that is. It's just a dangerous team, and honestly, the the really sad thing here is is Mike Evans. I mean, that dude was lights out the first three games of the season, and he's just been. I know he's had two games since then, but you know, he's just been not what you want. And lucky for Joe Mack, he's got Hopkins in there because Evans then really doesn't really matter. Yeah, he is going to compete. Up against the Giants, and then next week San Francisco, and then once you get to the playoffs, he's got he's got New Orleans and Dallas, and you know he's got he's got okay matchups coming up. He's got some tough ones. I'd say Carolina and Baltimore are probably pretty tough matchups, but not unbeatable. So we'll see how that goes for him. Um, I don't know. I heard I heard rumblings back and forth that maybe maybe Winston comes back. But, I mean, that would just be stupid. Um, especially because if he gets hurt, like seriously hurt, his contract next year becomes guaranteed. So I, if the Buccaneers were smart, I wouldn't see them playing him anymore this year. That dude is bad. He's just bad. Yeah. Um, it's not even the fact that, obviously, I have Ryan Fitzpatrick and I'm trying to, you know, vouch for him. He just... No, you've been saying that Winston, this before, yeah. James, James Winston is bad. 
not a good quarterback. You better off having Nathan Peterman. <laughs> Who is available now? Pick him up. <laughs> Mon- Monday morning press conference from the head coach. We have full confidence in Nathan Peterman. Monday afternoon press release. Nathan Peterman released. <laughs> I think what they meant to say is we have full confidence that Peterman will throw more completed passes after this afternoon to Bills than he did before this announcement right now. Because <laughs> oh, if bad. he goes to some other team, he'll probably throw a couple passes to the Bills. Yep, that's true. Uh, looks like Wes has Vernon Davis. Maybe he'll toss him in there, but I'd be hard-pressed to believe that after a goose egg against the Bucks. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. He's just been... Oh, I mean... You can't trust Brandon Davis because of Jordan Reed. Yeah, I mean, there's just two two tight ends there. So, yeah, it is what it is. All right, let's, uh, let's move on to the next game. We got the fondue belly button versus the diddler on the roof. A uh, couple buys for, for the uh, fondue belly button. No buys, really, for... Uh, oh. I mean, Jarvis Landry's on by, Isaiah Crowell's on by, so I guess I shouldn't have said that. Um, yeah, but the crazy thing is, like, Eric has five players on by, and really only one of them is important. Yeah. <laughs> like, why does he even still have Chris Hogan on this team? <laughs> why does he have Chris Hogan? Why does he have Kenny Stills? Why does he have Theo Riddick? Why does he have Alex Smith? Why does he have... Uh, Jordan Reed. Why does he have a lot of the players that he has? Um, oh, I just clicked on Alex Smith and thought it was Jordan Reed. I was like, oh, Jordan Reed's doing really well. Not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he could clear out his bench and pick up a lot more players that are probably more valuable than the ones he has down there. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. We have to assume he's Unfortunately for him, he's probably going to play Theo Riddick in for James White. Yep. Um, I don't think he has enough to get past Diddy uh, this week, even you know with Landry out. And but Diddy now has Saquon. Um, and uh, who's the other guy? Oh, Lashawn McCoy. Which honestly, he'll probably use because Jalen Richard is straight garbage. And, uh, and you know how popular he is when you call him Richard and his name is Richard. Exactly. <laughs> Jalen Richard. So, that's... What? Oh, my God. Hey, hey Ron. Yeah, so... Um, I mean, do you, th- do you think he uses Calvin Ridley or do you think he uses Allen Robinson? He also gets Allen Robinson from that trade. I think he's going to roll with Allen Robinson. Yeah. And Snape. who knows? I mean, still, I think he's got enough to get by Eric. But then again, Eric has pulled bigger rabbits out of smaller holes. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Diddy. You yeah. know, the crazy thing is these two players are both on losing streaks. Yeah. Uh, what's Eric on? A three game? Two game? Three game. Three. Hey, someone's got to win unless they tie. That would be stupid. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's let's lock it in. You're gonna take uh, you're gonna take Diddy. Yep. All right, I am also gonna take Diddy. Um, boring, but gotta do, gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, the bye weeks play into that. 
All right, Taken Down by Big Red versus Todd Job. This is uh, Cranman versus Kyle. Now, Kyle has been on a five-game win streak. Do you think that ends here? Um, I'm looking at it, and I think Russell Wilson and Ben, that's a toss-up. Gurley and Connor at this point, uh, I I think Gurley's better, but it could be a toss-up. And and Gurley is playing against Kansas City, who's worse of a defense than Jacksonville. Yeah, so so I'm probably going with Gurley on that one. Um, What what Mark Ingram are you going to get? What Marlon Mack are you going to get? Yeah, so toss-up there. I like Dalvin Cook a little better than Jordan Howard, but do I? Of course I do. Well, the uh, funny thing is they're playing against each other, so. Yeah, so, and then Antonio Brown and Julio Jones, I think, obviously are better than Doug, way better than Doug Baldwin and Sanders. Yeah. Um, Even if Doug Baldwin's 100%. Yeah, so I'm going to do something silly here. I'm going to go with Cranham. That's the silly thing? Because, well, I don't want him to win, but I'm picking him to win, so it's silly. Okay. All right. I... Kittle's on by. That doesn't help. God damn it. All right. I'm just going to be different. I'll take Kyle to continue the winning streak on some lucky stupidness. I just realized... Is Tajab holding a foot-long hot dog in that picture? No, I think it's a book bag. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, can you see it? Like, it looks kind of yeah. long, right? All right. Yeah, it does. Um, it's crazy. I'm, I'm obviously picking Kramer to win, but I'm hoping like how he doesn't. <laughs> so, but looking at the matchups... Uh, I'm surprised Kyle is still willing to go with Doug Baldwin. Yeah. Why? I mean, it was, Even, like, Larry Fitzgerald had a bad week last week at eight points for his last three weeks since they've got the new coordinator. Yeah, and, and, they're, against playing, and they're playing Oakland. I don't get that. Yeah, I don't know either. But, uh, fingers crossed that Pittsburgh has a bad game because then that shuts Cranmer down. And... Like I said, I, I don't mind if Kramer wins. You know, if, if Kramer ends up making the playoffs, I'll pull for him because he's never won before. But until I'm certainly out of the playoffs, I need him to lose. So I hope he loses. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now, if Kramer wins a game... I just gotta keep pace with him. That's all. I gotta win. Whenever he wins, I have, whenever he wins, I have to win, and then I have to hope he drops one. Um, alright, so that leads us into the last matchup, also known as the Matchup of the Week. And this week we got a good one for you. <laughs> it's the podcast, Darby. Everyone, okay. pick a side, pick a side. We've got the Focused on the Onion and the Wiley's Dead Footballers. <laughs> Opposite end of the spectrum here, seven and three, two and eight. Uh, you know, it's Brian Fitzpatrick against the Giants, Drew Brees against Philadelphia. We got Tevin Coleman versus uh, what's going to be probably, I would say, my number one after this is Zeke? Question yeah. mark. I'd say that all three of my running backs become in the same tier. And they're playing Atlanta, so that could be really good for him. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Melvin Gordon is your number one. So really, all right, I'm gonna call I'm gonna call David Johnson my number one this week because they're playing Oakland. So David okay. Johnson and Melvin Gordon. I'm leaning Gordon. Uh, Zeke and Tevin Coleman. I'm going Zeke. Yeah. Uh, Joe Mixon and Aaron Jones. I am going to pick. I'm going to pick Aaron Jones. Baltimore has the number one run defense. Oh, do they really? Yeah. Uh, you know, Geo's back in the mix there. I'm I'm going to take Aaron Jones. I think that I think he's the real deal. Not like he's like a stud, but I think he's a number one running back. They did they they just haven't been using appropriately, and hopefully this opened their eyes. Uh, this past week. Um, Demarius Thomas and Keenan Allen. Not having Julian Edelman this week really hurts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Demarius, it's just too new there. I think. Um, so I, I guess Keenan Cooks and Funches Cooks against a terrible KC defense. Kelsey over Howard. And then who cares? Um, yeah, man. I gotta take myself, or you gotta take yourself, or what? No. <laughs> no. No. Right. I'm not taking myself. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm not that dumb. Come on, man. This is all for... This is for nothing. Nope. Not even... Uh, Alright. No. All right. Jim and Jim marking it down for the both of us. I got one. I I have potentially one win left in my season, and that's the last game. Maybe. So we'll see. Yeah. Um. All right. So I guess we're both taking Jim. Um. Not very exciting for you out there on the podcast world. You should probably be taking our own teams. All right. You know what? Fuck it. Boom! Lock it in. I'm taking Aaron. We're taking each other. <laughs> if you refuse to take oh, yourself, man. I'll take yourself. That's so bad, dude. I know, but that's okay. It's so bad. That's alright. I'll be down by one after this week, because Crane will probably win, and I'll probably win, and the rest of ours are all the same, so you'll take a one-game lead. Um, don't, don't say Crane is going to win. I don't want that. Alright, alright, you picked him. And I'll... Okay. Uh, Guess so, what? What? Alright, so the Thursday night game is the Packers at Seattle Seahawks. I am going to take the Seattle Seahawks. Who are you going to take? Well, I think theories, yeah, the home team always wins on Thursdays. So, I'm going to roll with... Yeah, let's make it interesting. I'll take, I'll take the pack. All right, you can take a two-game lead here if the Packers win, and I can tie it up if Seattle wins. Nice. Oh, you know what? Let's let's reverse our statements. We'll each take ourselves. How about that? I'll take myself. I'll do it. Just for the fun of it. Okay. Gotta believe, right? Gotta believe. I got my, let me put my rally cap on. I've got one more thing. Okay. It's really quick. Uh, this is in... I know Diddy. Diddy's about to spring up. Massive, massive boner. If he had a massive boner. Um, <laughs> so, 
in honor of Stan Lee, not Stanley Catella, um, in honor of Stan Lee, I've got a few, I did this quickly off the top of my head, so just deal with me. They're probably not as accurate and Diddy will complain. Oh my god, that guy, he's not Baba. But this is what we're doing. So I've got a superhero here, and I've got a few people written down as who represents that superhero. Okay. I, I tried to get one from each team, but I think I missed somebody. And Alright. Can we do this? I don't care. You there? Um, Can we do this? Yeah. You give me the name give me the name of the superhero, and I'll tell you who I think it is, and you tell me who it actually is on your list. Okay. Okay. Alright. Ready? Yep. Um Rogue. Uh Rob. Oh, you meant the people. I mean, that's actually good. I'll take that. Rob is rogue. I put Le'Veon Bell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. So never mind. (laughs) So it's Rob's team, so I'm impressed. Okay. (laughs) All right. Um, Just for reference, I have no fucking clue who rogue is. I just figured Rob's a rogue. Me neither. (laughs) That's why I put put Le'Veon Bell. Um, Daredevil. Uh... Daredevil. Wes. I'll give you a hint. He's what? I would say Wes is a Daredevil. Wes. Um I went with I went with Odell Beckham Jr. because he'll run in his mouth and he's daring, you know, people and he's he's a daredevil, man. He is. He's okay. He's also he's he's also a pain in the ass. See I said Wes because right. um, Wes has the balls to draft Devin Funches in the third round. So he's a daredevil. Alright. That you know what? I like that. Um The Punisher. Um, so I'm guessing by players you picked Todd Gurley? Yes! Right. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's just punishing everybody. Yep, yep. Um, the Hulk. Uh, just to jump back, I'd say team would be Joey Max is the Punisher. Uh, the oh. Hulk. Um, hmm. This is interesting. Uh... I am going to guess something that I think is wrong, but I'm going to guess it. Okay. James White? No, I put Travis Kelsey. Okay. Mainly due to size and because so he's the This is why I chose James White. He's a normal dude, but he's blowing up like fucking crazy this year. That's a, that's cool. I like okay. that. I like that. Um, this It got a little tougher, this one. I don't really like it, but... We'll roll with it. Thor. Uh, Thor. Melvin Gordon. Melvin Thornton. (laughs) I went with Cam Newton. Okay. Because he can lay down the hammer every now and again. Yeah. And and he's basically leading Wes's team. And, you know... Hey, Wes is getting into the playoffs, and I'm probably not, so Melvin Gordon can't be Thor. Okay. Um, Black Panther. Uh, see, that would have been good for Cam Newton. He's on the Panthers. That would have been. And he's but not Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah. What? And he's not Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, Black Panther. I don't know. I don't know anything about Black Panther. Yeah, neither do I, but it was a curveball to you anyway, because I put Kaepernick. (laughs) (laughs) 
Historical <laughs> reference. Nice. Yep. <laughs> um, Captain America. Tom Brady. No. Andrew Luck. Okay. He's come back. He's, hey, he's doing his thing, man. I, I props to him. Um, Iron Man. Um. I'll say Adrian Peterson because it's not him. No. Um. Burita. Ooh, interesting. That would have been cool. No, I, I would have like, so Iron Man, uh, whenever I watch Iron Man movies, he's, he's resilient and he's constantly, you know, taking the attack to people. And so I went with Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Um, Spider-Man. Um, I'm going to say... Uh, I think this person, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you'll see why. This is wrong, but I'm gonna say Cooper Cup because he's made his way around the league, and everybody gets one for Spider Man. <laughs> Tell him, Peter. Everybody <laughs> uh, <he> gets one. <laughs> I went with Adam Thielen because he catches everything. It's okay. like he's got swingy okay. senses. Okay. That dude is killing it. Um, and he gets one hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least is Wolverine. Now this is a bit of a bit of a curveball too. So okay, this would have been a good one for Burita because he gets hurt and freaking heals right back right away. <laughs> Went out of the game injured yesterday. Came back and got another touchdown. Um, yeah, he's with that guy. Yeah, I don't know. I do not know. I went with the Bears defense because they're just ripping everybody apart. Okay. So that's it. I mean, I don't know much about it. I'm not a, I'm not a big, like, comic book guy. So, Diddy, yeah, please text the group and fill us in with some better, you know, picks for that. Yeah. All right. Now, I've got a surprise for you. This is truly a surprise, all the listeners out there. This, James does not know this is happening. So, give this a second, Jim. We are going to have ourselves a guest. Ooh. <laughs> Who's the guest? Oh, I can't tell you right now. Here we go. <laughs> we have our we have our special guest here this week, and it is not someone in the league, which is the first time ever that this has happened. Wow, what an honor. Thanks for having me. Oh, uh, and I think only uh, there might only be three other people that recognize that voice of the week. One would be Eric, two might be Joe Mack, and the third one would be the Big Crayon Man, because that right there on the other line is Scott. That's right. All right, hey Scott, I have a question for you. This is James Wiley, by the way. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. How are you? Good. All right, I have a question. Sure. There were some accusations made on last week's episode of the podcast. I don't know if you've ever listened to the podcast, but... Uh- uh, my dad's mentioned it before, but I have not listened to it. Okay, so so there were some accusations made last week. <laughs> a grumpy little Aaron was upset about how well your dad's team is doing despite being three and seven, and and Aaron accused you, not you, accused your dad of letting you run his team and pick up uh, James Connor for him and sign in and move make moves and stuff. Is this something that actually happens? I will. I wish I could take credit for it, but I can't. Uh, I 
I we do talk occasionally about who to pick up on the waiver wire, but I've never uh, have taken control of this team or drafted for him. I can't admit that. I have heard though that uh, uh, you and Aaron, uh, my dad and Aaron, are a little bit of a tiff right now. They're kind of going back and forth. My yeah, three and seven, two and eight. You know the the scramblings of the the peons in the basement. Yep, scrapping for the scraps. Yeah. I know one of Aaron's wins against my dad. He was talking to me about that one week, how mad he was. Yeah. <laughs> one of Aaron's wins was against uh, was against your dad. Oh, man. That was my sweetest victory this season. And I've only got one other to choose. <laughs> it's an easy choice. All right. So that's good to know. It clears up a lot for us. And I don't think there's anything wrong with talking to each other about like ads and, and pickups and stuff like that. That's what most people do. They talk with other people. So, sure. So, I, I brought Scott here as a special guest to talk about his dad's team, okay? Okay. So, Scott, how is it possible that your dad could have Ben Roethlisberger, James Conner, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, and still just playing suck at 3-7? and seven? I, I mean, when you have players like that, you got to look at the manager, am I right? Is he making That's, the right moves? I completely agree. And he's, the, he's also the guy who always cries every week saying, you know, he has the best team out there, but they never perform, and then everyone he goes against, the record numbers, he's always complaining, he's never happy. I'm texting him on a Thursday night game about this stuff, and you already guessed that he already lost for the week. It's incredible. <laughs> he, time out. Let's, re, let's rewind this. He was winning 74.5 to nothing. He, he told me that. that he, he said he didn't think it was enough from those three players, that that was not enough to get the win. I think he was right, though, wasn't he, this week? Coincidentally, yes, he was right. Yeah. <laughs> to say that is, like, a ballsy statement. I think he says it every week. It gives him cover. He's the guy who, you know, he'll say he'll throw in the towel, towel at 130, and then if he wins, you know, he can kind of, like, look good. But, but if he, he loses, loses, you know, he, he got, got his bases covered. Yeah. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, he has not put up uh, a, like, loss under 100. He hasn't even put up a score under 100 yet. His lowest score was 104. I mean, he has been putting up a lot of points, so in his defense, he is just getting the shit under the stick sometimes. Uh, and then if that's true, then, you know, it'll regress to the mean, and eventually she gets some of these wins, wins right? You can right. have all year. Right, right, right. I mean, I'll say this. Um, the way that our league works, whoever is in the championship the season before gets to draft the divisions. And I don't oh, know. If, okay. I don't know if you know who Matt Kalo is, but that's your dad's biggest rival in this league. Uh, they go. Uh, I think I've heard of him. Is he? Uh, is he the man of the Jewish faith? Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of that. Spin out a tournament. So yes, um, he is your dad's biggest rival. They go back and forth nonstop in the group chat. Wake Eric up from his naps every day. Um, <laughs> okay. And so, Kalo came into this year, and he's like, I'm going to screw over Cranmer. I'm going to pick all the best people in the league and put them in my division. And, you know, so we ended up with this division of people. If you look at their entire winning percentage in our league, we have everybody who's above 500 with a winning percentage. The other division has everybody who's below 500 with their winning percentage. And so okay. Kalo did that with the intention of screwing over your dad so that he had to play each of those people twice. Kalo was confident that he could do he could beat these people, and so that's what his game plan was. Well, well it seems, seems to be working. working. How, How did he pick, pick my dad as a rival instantly? 
uh, how do they mean? Uh, well, your dad yeah. last year decided to take on the role of uh, of Potster. And, okay. And Kalo is notoriously a shit talker. And mm. so in the group chat, they just kind of started going back and forth last year. And Kalo would call me up, be like, Am I going too hard against him? Am I being too mean? I'm like, dude, obviously he can take it. Like, just, you know, everybody, yeah. everybody knows you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. I would, say, <laughs> I would say, and anything you've got dishing on my dad, he can take it. He's a, he's a, he's a full grown man. He can handle it. <laughs> and I hear he gripes all the time about other people can't handle it. So give it all to him. Have you I, heard? I'll give you a permission. Speaking of full grown man, have you heard what he and Tom Westcott have been deemed in this league? They're the dusty old men. The dusty old men. Yeah. Nice. And I when like they that. play each other, it's called the Dust Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the older out of the two? I believe Wes. Yeah. I think it's Wes. And if it's not Wes, it's definitely Wes's knees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So here's a question for you, Scott. I just want to um, – Get this. Get your thought on things. I know you don't really know the rosters, um, but really it's between me, Rob Esposito, and your dad to get into the last spot for playoffs. And you said eight out of ten, right? Yeah. Yeah. What you need to know is, out of those three teams, your dad has the best team, but he also has the hardest schedule. So does he make it in? If all this information you're telling me is true, he's got the best team, and the whole year he's had bad luck, I am a big believer that things even out in the end. So, yes, I do, unless if someone has a severely easy schedule where they're playing complete trash, who can't put up any points. But I would give him the nod, nod if he truly has the best schedule, I mean the best team. I mean, right, we, can, we can quickly give you the, the starters. Um, your dad is, I'm sure you're familiar with his team relatively, Roethlisberger, Connor, Mack, Howard, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Greg Olson. We're not going to deal with defense and kickers. Um, the other two teams, we've got Rob Esposito, and his team is pretty rough. He's got Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Okay. He's got Duke Johnson. Uh, oh. <laughs> he's got Sony Michelle. He's okay. got Devontae Adams. Amari Cooper, and then probably Deshaun Jackson because Marvin Jones is hurt, and then Gronk. Who's also hurt, okay. Yeah, uh, to speak to why that team is so bad is because he had Le'Veon Bell and I believe one other player who got... Nope, I think just he had Le'Veon Bell. So he drafted Bell, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, he dra and he drafted by name. Yeah. Okay. After he got to a certain point, like round five or something, he's like, I'm just picking based on the names I like. Solid strategy. Yes. Uh, and and now uh, Aaron's team, he's got Brady slash Fitzpatrick. He's got Melvin Gordon, Aaron Jones, and most likely Tevin Coleman in the flex. Um, yeah. He's got, uh, then at receiver, he's got Edelman, Tate, and like Demarius Thomas Funches, he's gonna mishmash those guys together. And then OJ Howard or Hooper at tight end. So those are just so you know, those are the three teams we're looking at here. Okay, yeah, I mean, I think Rob's a clear distant third between uh, those two. Yeah, and I actually really like Aaron's running backs in that group, especially I think 
Aaron Jones, I think, is going to come on really strong towards the end of the year. I think the Packers kind of realize that they need to run in order to win. Right. Kind of keep the defense off the field. Right. Um, but the wide receivers are a bit of an issue. Yeah. For you. Uh, unless if Thomas can play well for the Texans, uh, that would patch over that. Um, That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, but, I mean, Brown and Julio Jones on my dad's team is kind of overwhelming in the wide receiver category. If they can play to their potential. Right. They can really make up a lot. But, and his flex, who was his flex again? You said it was Howard. I don't like that that much. He's too touchdown dependent. Jerry yep. Cohen's the, the big-time player. Yep, he's got Howard and Mack, I mean, either one of those. And then on his bench, if he wanted, he has Lamar Miller, Josh Gordon. Like, Josh Gordon could be his flex, um, or Valdez Scantling. So he has options. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think their teams are, those two teams are closer than you think, so then maybe the edge of the schedule will go to Aaron. I'm not, I mean, what's the distance between getting to the A spot and the seventh spot? Is it only going to be those three? No, out of those three spots, out of those three teams, there's one spot available. Is seventh completely out of, out of... Not, not, well, for Aaron, pretty much. Oh, wow, um, okay. You know, the other two. So, your dad and Rob are both three and seven. Aaron is two and eight. Then there's, um... Seeds seven, six, and five are all five and five. So you know there's three games left. Yeah, it's oh, okay. It's that's tough. What? Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna that's gonna be a close one. I'm guessing nobody plays each other. My dad doesn't play Aaron again or anything. Uh, Aaron plays Rob. Okay, so that's like an elimination elimination game right there. Right. And it's the last. It's the last week of the season too. Wow. So then essentially it's whichever one wins that versus your dad. Your dad's schedule um, is not great. He is playing a 7-3 and three team, a 6-4 and four team, and a 5-5 five and five team. The 5-5 five and five team happens to be Eric, and I don't know if you're familiar with Eric's fantasy. I know he's two-time defending champ. He I is two-time two time <laughs> defending champ and also the luckiest son of a bitch in the world. <laughs> Well, I know he's like kind of like in baseball. He really doesn't do any moves. He just lets things play out. Yeah, yeah. that's that's how it works for him, and and it somehow it works out. I think it's, he's we bet we've had this league for six years, seven years, six years, this is the eighth and league. he's made zero trades. <laughs> zero. Yeah, I've made one. I made one trade in the past, and it scarred me. So I'll probably never make another one again. It was so lopsided that it was just embarrassing. I mean, he's still got Theo Riddick on his team. He's still got Kenny Stills. <laughs> Devontae Freeman's still sitting there on his IR. You know, he's. <laughs> well, sometimes the less you do, the better. I think sometimes people well, yeah. do too much. Yes, absolutely. He has made fifteen transactions this year, and. You know, I don't know. If, wow, mine is very low this year. I've only made, I've made, including four trades, I've made thirty six. I've made forty transactions, and wow, you made four trades. trades? Yeah. Wow, it's <laughs> a whole new team. It it is a whole new team. <laughs> wow, that takes balls. I can't do that. Um, and it's not. I mean, my team wasn't terrible to start. Like I had, I had Gordon, Saquon Barkley, and. Mixon as my three running backs. Um, yeah, that's why would you trade any of them? And now you only have Joe Mixon left. I have Joe Mixon left out of those, but I mean, my team's looking like this now. Uh, my receivers were Brandon Cooks and Kenny Galladay. Okay. So now my team looks like 
Ezekiel Elliott, Joe Mixon, David Johnson, Brandon Cooks, Keenan Allen, and AJ Green, and Travis Kelsey. Uh, yeah, it's a really solid core. Right. Wow. So, you know, it's like I have it some of them were lateral moves, but they were to acquire a second piece or something, like a wide receiver, you know. Wow. Yeah, I quite the wheel dealer. Yeah. So so to wrap up with any of our guests, I always ask a few questions. Yeah, just to, just to get to know. Usually, obviously, they're lead members, but I, we like to know our guests a little bit. So we'll start. We'll start here. Um, what's your favorite color? I would say blue. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite animal? Ooh, uh, elephant. Interesting. And if you could be an animal, what would it? Which one would you be? I might want to be an elephant. I think it'd be pretty sweet to be an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> Just swing a big ass trunk around. Hell yeah, you're smart, bigger than everyone. You'd have a jointed penis. <laughs> I didn't know that was a fact, but sure. Yep, that's good to me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Wait, you gotta ask the staple question that you ask everyone. I uh, oh look at that. Where is your favorite place to vacation? Ah, uh, so far, I just went this past year. Scotland is pretty awesome. Okay, which leads me into the next question. Does that have anything to do with your name? Might be related. Might be pies. <laughs> okay. What, what's your favorite country visited? Country overall? Yeah. Probably. I've seen the most of Ireland, so I would say that. Probably okay. see Ireland so far. But, yeah, probably Ireland. I mean, Prague was awesome, too, but I saw more of Ireland. Ireland. Did you go to the Guinness factory? Yes, I did. How was it? Uh, it was pretty cool. It's showing how they make it. And you get, uh, get a free beer, and my mom and sister don't drink, so I got theirs too. So, oh, I also win. Oh, that's awesome. And last but not least, our staple question. Wait a minute. Sleep. Wait a minute. What? Your mom doesn't drink, and she's been with your dad for how long? I mean, he drinks all the stuff before she gets a chance. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So our last question, which is a staple on this podcast, um. Just so you know, the high is two, the low is three fourths, and you'll understand. The high, wait, what is it? High is two. The high is two, the low is three fourths, and you'll understand okay. a little more once I ask it. Two, three fourths. Uh, okay. You'll probably be a little puzzled by the three fourths answer. Uh, <laughs> how many bathrooms do you have? That the apartment I live in now. Yeah. Uh, I would say one and a half. Okay, so he's sitting in second place. Still, you know, <laughs> no one, no one's top Kalo yet, but I don't think going to be lower than three fourths of a bathroom. <laughs> Who has three fourths of a bathroom? Uh, that'd be Diddy. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. What does a three fourth bathroom mean? He's missing part of his floor. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Scott, really appreciate you coming on tonight. I hope you had fun. Uh, we tried to get your dad to come on tonight, but he doesn't seem too inclined to be honest. I don't think he realizes how fun it can be. Um, so hopefully when he hears you on here, it might, it might set a little fire under him and, and get him on the podcast. Yeah, I think he's going to have to come with a rebuttal after all this. I know. He's going to defend himself. And if you're interested, um, we can always, uh, I can always text you the link and you can listen to this episode if you want to and see how it plays out. Yeah, I'll, I'll 
love to hear how it goes. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. All right. Awesome. Nice talking to you, man. Nice talking to you, man. Good luck for the rest of the season. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, Tune in today to the end of the episode for some bonus on Scott Cranmer and his team in the JV League. Nice. I like that. All right, everybody. Good luck. Uh, Except to Cranmer and Rob. All right. Adios. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the DFFL Podcast. For more information on the DFFL, head on over to doverffl.weebly.com. Great, before you go, how's, uh, how's DC? Uh, pretty good, man. Same old. Nice. Uh, you making your way back up here. I'm going to head up for Thanksgiving in a couple of days. Awesome. Probably right. Wednesday, but yeah. Hopefully, uh, maybe we'll get in touch and we'll see you around. Yeah, man. And best of luck in the Dover B League, too. <laughs> yeah, hey, being you're at the top of that. Uh, I think I'm head and shoulders in that league, I'm going to say. My team is pretty good. Yeah, let me, uh, real quick, Jim, I want to read you off his team since we asked him on here and, uh, We'll give him a little rundown of his team. Uh, the name is Cranmer FC. So a classic little uh, novel shopper name there. All right, so just to read it off, we got, just I don't want to screw this up, uh, Philip Rivers at quarterback, Todd Gurley, James Conner, Joe Mixon, Mike Evans, Juju Smith-Schuster, Got Nick Chubb on a bye and AJ Green on IR. Howard is a tight end. Woo! What's your team? Yeah. Aaron, what's, you what's your team? My team is not as good, but I'm not going to say it's not going to be there. I've got Cam Newton, Dalvin Cook, uh, Mark Ingram, uh, Julian Edelman, Had Cooper Cup. And Adam Thielen. And tight end? Uh, Jordan Reed. So useless. Well, and you're I dropped him, team. actually. You took him off the waivers. That is true. You're the second best team? I think I'm, I think I'm actually in third. Okay. Let me check. Let me just check real quick. Uh, I mean, I was pretty much just tricking Scott, that Scott is in first at nine and one. Then, um, Danny Wool is in second at eight and two, and I am in third at seven and three. Can I just hear Danny's team quick? Yep. His team consists of Patrick Mahomes, David Johnson, Christian McCaffrey, Perrion Johnson, Stephon Diggs, Larry Fitzgerald, and he has Trey Burton, but he also has Sony Michelle on a bye. All right. I mean, listen, first seed person tends to get screwed. Uh, I don't know if you guys have the same setup in that league as us. Is it eight teams? It's uh, eight teams get in, but we're a 12-team league. Okay. Um, so I wish you the best of luck, Scott. But, uh, I mean, you know, that first seed person usually ends up getting screwed in the playoffs. But yeah. that's a that's a, that's a a studly roster you got there. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. Uh, someone dropped AJ Green, so I just added him. What? What's going on that league? Man. Someone drop him? Whoever that commissioner is needs to 
get his shit. I think one of the Howards, I think. I don't know who the Howards are. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know anybody in that league. I got tricked into joining it practically. What did Aaron tell you it was this league? And you were like, but oh Aaron yeah. Just told, Aaron just told me, hey, you want to join the Dover League? So I assumed it was the A League, and then I'm with a bunch of four year olds and like moms and stuff. I don't know anyone in the league. <laughs> you heard that, Michelle? You're a 40 year old mom. Okay, so just just so we're clear, well, you're um, AJ Green was dropped. Uh, wait, waivers go through on Tuesday for us. Um, AJ Green was dropped for Mason Crosby. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> so listen, Scott. That's why, that's why it is the JV League, Scott. I can't see on camera right now. Otherwise, I would say blink twice if you need help out of that league. Um, my best my best recommendation for you to get out of that league is to press on Aaron to bump this up to 12. Hey, I thought, I was heard there was going to be some relegation system set up, and I'm all for that. Because I won that league multiple times now, I believe. Yeah, I don't I don't know how that's going to work. We're going to, I don't know if Aaron's going to go for that being he's been out of the playoffs for two years and looking like a third. Yeah, my dad keeps bringing up that uh, he's in dead last in your league, and then in my league, he's one of the top teams. It says a lot, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, he's even talking that smack to you, saying you're in the JV League. Oh, oh yeah, he talks all the time. I always tell him, talk to the rings. He's never won a football championship in his life. <laughs> I've won multiple and multiple leagues in multiple decades. I'm a legend. <laughs> <laughs> all right, make that case to Aaron, and... And you'll be on that waiting list to get into our league. All right, I look forward to it. Not not to keep anyone on longer here than they want to, but last but not least, whose team would beat who? Scott's JV team or Big Mike's varsity team? Oh, geez, Scott's JV team. Scott's JV team would be in. Scott's JV team would be seven and three with me and Joey and and. That's it, me and Joey. Because Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle wouldn't be Kyle wouldn't be seven and three with us if that team was in this league. <laughs> All right, I appreciate it, Scott. Thanks, Thanks for having me, on, guys. Thanks for coming. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. <laughs> All right, that's good. All right, so <laughs> Cranan, you had your little uh, had your little son, your little prodigy on here, calling you out. He's won more championships than you. That's what we hear. That is true. In multiple decades. Uh, multiple decades, he said. He is a legend. He is a self-proclaimed legend. And you are the best team that's not in the playoffs. <laughs> All right, everybody. 